Welcome to Off the Deck. This is game number 43. Now driving, Ben Swanton. Now driving, Ryan Keeney. Welcome to Off The Deck Golf Podcast and a happy Mother's Day to everybody in America because I guess it was Mother's Day this weekend even though we had it a few months ago. Um, I'm Ryan Keeney, um, welcome along. Hi Ben Swanton, how are you? Yeah, hey buddy, yeah well thank you. Yeah I did have a panic at the back end of the last week when they listening to American podcasts they kept saying uh, here's your you know code off for this for um, uh, for Mother's Day this weekend. I was like shh. I'm sure, I'm sure that was still a month, wasn't it? What's going on? Yeah, mother, like... Mother's Day in the UK is March time. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. It's always always a bit cold, always tricky. It's, it's always tricky to plan a... You don't know if to plan a day out or, or what to do, particularly with lockdown. Um, anyway, um, a first Mother's Day for Erica McElroy um, and a first win as a dad for Rory McElroy yeah. um, at the Wells Fargo Championship. There we go. Perfect, isn't that? See that? Back. See how I've linked that all together? Rory's back. But yeah, uh, Rory McIlroy finished with a 10 under par total for a one-stroke victory over Abraham Anser. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it. yeah, Rory McIlroy's back. He just looked comfortable. He looked happy in interviews. He's, uh, Pete Cowan has, has worked wonders in about three events, I think. Was it been four or five weeks yeah. since they, they linked up together? I think so, yeah. I think so. Two weeks off, and he had a week, uh, a week with Brad Faxon on the greens. Apparently, uh, last week too, um, and the putter was in very, you know, behaving extremely well um, this week. It was, uh, it was nice to watch him without feeling concerned about oh, is this is he's not got it. We're, we're sort of convincing he's got it. At no point did I yesterday afternoon or evening think that he wasn't going to win that. I just. I felt very comfortable. He just looked in complete control of his swing, aside from the tee shot on eighteen, of course. But yeah, yeah, I I agree. I felt um, really comfortable, and it, it just so the, so the Wells Fargo and, and Quail Hollow was the uh, venue for McIlroy's first win on the PGA Tour in twenty ten. Um, he's won there before in twenty fifteen, and and obviously won this year. So that's his. It's the third time he's he's won an event, and he's he's you know starting to behave a bit like Tiger of. Let's find a course that, that I like and and just win a lot there. Yeah. But yeah, he just he looked, he looked on it. Um, I think there was a drive on four or the second where he, he on Sunday where he he knocked it three hundred and seventy two yards. Um, just over trees in a line that that nobody I think other than Bryson was taking all week. And he just yeah he looked like he he arrived to play. He had really early birdie putts that. That burned the edge of the hole, um, and then just kind of kept the foot down. And um, there were back-to-back birdies on fourteen and fifteen, which saw him stretch out enough of a lead that he could he could bogey um, the last after a slightly wayward tee shot. And that was the that tee shot on eighteen when he he I think it was three wood and the danger of his left, and he likes to be able to turn over his three wood. So quite why he. He pulled out a club that that he hits left or hits a bad shot left, but yeah, put it in the creek, um, and his caddy 
I guess earned his his money for the week really didn't he like there was it was a really interesting conversation between the two of them on, on what they would do with McElroy's ball as it sat in the rough and whether they would try and play out of the hazard or, sorry out of the penalty area or or take a drop yeah yeah look I mean I think um, there's been a lot of talk over the last uh, couple of years about is Harry Diamond a real caddy get a proper caddy on the bag etc etc um, and, and look McElroy never uh, uh, never has some um, the microphone on him like JT and, and, and Ricky has had and uh, so we never really know the conversations that go on so it was great to listen to that conversation for, for those that didn't see it um, he's obviously pull, pulled the tee shot left on uh, left of the creek going up 18 he's got a horrific light it's at least you know a foot foot and a half below his feet sat down uh, he can try and chop it across the creek and get it on the fairway but um, it was so below his feet that he could easily blade it into the bank on the other side and fall back into the creek. And they just had a really good conversation about, okay, do we take a penalty drop or do we actually keep it on this side of the creek and just chip up nearer the grandstand and then get on? Um, and Harry talked a lot of sense into him. The drop was the right play. Um, he still had to execute a really difficult shot, but um, you know, confidence in the, in the way that Rory was playing all week and yeah, Rory produced the goods uh, with the eight iron, 190 yard eight iron up the hill, um, <laughs> out of a less than ideal line with the ball about a foot and a half below his feet. Uh, but he still got it done, and it was um, it was very impressive. It was good to see the conversation, uh, and I think for Rory, just a bit of vindication, the confidence, the swagger seemed to be back. That that sort of couple of week break, um, obviously getting some good work in with Pete Cowan and uh, and Faxon doing the business. Yeah, it, he looked. He, it, I was watching. Yeah, he he looked so much more confident, and I I saw a video this morning of when he was at the players, and he he was asked a question on on I think it was it was either where his game is at or how he was feeling out there, and he he looked a little bit lost for two minutes, and it was it was kind of a it was well it was a very compelling interview at the time because you've got this uh, you know elite golfer and a golfer in the top however many in the world being quite open about the fact that he's just he's not entirely sure and doesn't have that confidence again and he's had a few weeks away um after some miscuts and he just looked so much more at, at ease with himself and, and be able to talk about kind of playing you know playing a particular shot off the tee with the driver and, and aiming for the cut rather than trying to force the draw um, and just accepting it and and then having some go-to shots to get to to get himself out of trouble and um, yeah, it was just, it it was pretty resounding um, across the weekend. I think you know he, right, he he struggled a little bit on on Thursday and shot a one over par, um, opening round and and there were concerns that he he didn't quite have it, but um, yeah, bounced back in in pretty emphatic fashion with a five under par sixty six that so I'm basically roared through the field on a, a relatively tricky day, yeah. um, and then kind of yeah just eased himself. Um, into contention, into the final pairing, and then and eased himself past um, Keith Mitchell in the, in the final pairing on on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it was just um, very interesting, and he, he's been quite. He's always an interesting interview, isn't he? I think he he's always quite open. It's pretty much an open book with with the medium where he's at, and I think um, he's come to realise that you know, he can't swing it, nor should he try and swing it like Bryson is. Um, he's also said that basically you know, his natural shape, which is a draw, is, uh, is has been neutered. 
by the equipment. So he has to now learn to play with the fade. So he's now playing. He's now just going to drive everything with a fade. Um, so I think he's he's sort of it's what fascinating, isn't it? And you know, you and I were chatting before we start recording about you know, our own golf games and some of the stuff that we learn and the process that we go through. And you know, even one of the greatest players of the last generation um, is still finding stuff out as you know mm. as things change. It's it's quite interesting, and yeah. as I say the, the swing changes. And plus, um, I think he did Bob Bratella as well. He went and saw Bob uh, for a bit of mindset stuff. That just the whole thing seems to have worked out. And it's just, it's just nice to see him back. To be honest, I think golf is in much better shape when he's playing well. And I think it would have been a pretty dull tournament otherwise. Um, yeah, I well not not at all. But I think I I invested in particularly Sunday night viewing yeah, a lot agreed. more than I would normally do. That, and I I did this in. February, January, when he was in the final pairing in Abu Dhabi, when it was, and you know, I, I kind of, not necessarily made plans around it, but the the TV was on or the iPad had it on, and and it was going on, and and then I was paying more and more attention. Whereas I think, so previously I I rely on I rely on social media a little bit, or and kind of keeping up to date and seeing highlights for some of the more regular season. Uh, PJ Tour events and, and watch some of the TV, but yeah, yeah McElroy in the final pairing at a PJ Tour event, I'm I'm tuning yeah. in um, and, and keeping an eye. And yeah, and I, and the difference the difference for him was was his Potter. He you know, the looking through the the five guys in the top five, so he he beat out Answer by one, and Hovland and Keith Mitchell were another shot back, and Gary Woodland stuttered on on the final day. But they all they all played the golf course tee to green really well. Um, you know, they. I think it was Mitchell and Mitchell and Hovland were among the leaders off the tee, and Answer and Woodland um, were pretty solid in their approach play. But it was McElroy's putting that kind of separated them. And he, you know, he was he was good tee to green. He was in the top ten, but um, putting was some of the putts that he made. Uh, a couple of par saves, but particularly um, some of the uh, the birdies. I think are in round three, um, slightly unlikely, um, but they just kind of kept him cruising along which was um was, yeah was really nice to see yeah it was like, uh, it was i think the pace of some of the way the pots were going in i think there were, t- there were two two things with me it was a putt on seven for birdie it was a big breaking uh left to right putt uh just went in the middle mm-hmm. of the heart at a nice pace and then i think the t-shirt on 17 everybody had struggled with that all day um with uh, the water everywhere sort of short left um and you just hit a lovely sort of drawing seven iron to about i don't know about 20 feet um nearly nearly made the birdie uh, but it was just like the easiest par three and i think um everybody obviously talks about the green mile the last three holes there was extremely challenging and he just made 16 and 70 look so easy with uh, just extremely good golf and uh, the only birdie only bogey sorry of the day coming on 18 but even that was an extremely good bogey at the end so just mm. just very very encouraging and in fairness to him he also had to get a score whilst he he had a two-shot lead going to the last hole. Um, can't forget Abraham Ants had a great final round to put a little bit of scoreboard pressure on him. Um, you know, he still had to perform on that last hole, so it was good to see him come through. Yeah, yeah. Answer played his final ten holes of the tournament in five under um, to roar it up the through the field and, and post that nine under total. But you could, yeah, I think you know McElroy had the benefit of that drop um, and the two-shot cushion. I don't think he's necessarily dropping. The ball, um, he's he's packing out if he has if he thinks he has to make par, 
um, and things go slightly differently, I guess. But mm. yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was really fun, and it's it's nice to have McElroy back. It's it, it's funny though because you've got you know you had a guy that he wasn't he wasn't necessarily amongst the favourites going into the in the betting going into the event. You know, Bryson um, and Thomas are in the field. You've got um, plenty of others that actually had edged ahead of of McElroy in the in the rank because he looked so out of sorts and had dropped fifteenth in the world, yeah. but. You know, with one win and with the the PGA Championship at Keogh Island, where McIlroy has won before, he's now the bookies' favourite and the betters' favourite to uh, to add to his major haul after just after one weekend of of looking quite comfortable in his own skin. We're so stupid, aren't um, we? Yeah, yeah. Those, those of us who like a little flutter, just so stupid. All in, all in. He won there before. He's won the PGA Championship a number of times. Yeah, why not? Yeah, he won. He's he well. He's won at the at Quail Hollow before. Yeah. Um, so he did that, and it's just it's good vibes. He's now got a week off. Um, he rolls into a, a major at a course that he he likes. A course that he basically lapped the field. He won by eight, didn't he? Yeah, but, um, supreme that way. Set a record. But yeah, it's it's nailed on, isn't it? Harry uh, McIlroy adds to his major so. hall in in about fifteen days' time. Fourteen. Days Look, time. Uh, they're all set up for him. Uh, you know, Keir Island. Um, Tory Pines in particular, you couldn't get two better golf tracks for Rory because they're just bombers paradises, the two of them. So um, you know, if he's if he's playing if he's playing like he did this this past week or certainly the last three rounds, I know he was a bit all over the shop on the first round, but uh, he's going to be absolutely there or thereabouts, and, and rightly, rightly at the top. Because if you actually if you look at some of the others, um, you know, Ram missed the cut. Uh, DJ is not playing at all well at the minute, um, having been the best player ever. Um, for a period of time uh, towards the back end of last season. JT didn't play that well, not played so well um, since the players. Um, we have Bryson, well, we'll talk about him in a bit, but nearly missed the cut and yeah. got a T10. So no one's really kind of lapping the field right now and playing much, much better than anywhere else. So why not Why not Rory um, mm. uh, at, uh, at this rate? Yeah, well... Well, Bryson did jump to number one in the FedEx Cup but standings, which is obviously the real quiz, um, after flying home on Friday afternoon. So he was uh, out early on Friday, shot a disappointing three over par 74, um, was sat at two over yep. um, in about a tie for 78th, 79th, I think, and thought, right, well, that's me. Um, I'm going to get home to Dallas and... Uh, and just get comfortable and and you know hang out really yeah. um and ba- i think basically over the course of his flight and by the time he got home um the wind picked up um which makes i think McElroy's five under on the day slightly more impressive um but the wind picked up everybody struggled and and Bryson went from two shots off the cut line to to getting in um and, and having to rattle his way back which yeah. is incredible first world problems it's um it's insane isn't it his carbon footprint's horrendous um you know a, a lot of a lot of the talk on twitter was about his he was he just doing it for the pip the pip clicks um play impact program um yeah i, I just i think i think it's fascinating that this is this is the brand that bryson has um has developed for himself because it? yeah, it's cultivated because he he was trying to make a joke of the fact that he'd popped home to Dallas for a workout, and everybody, well, not everybody, but quite a few people took it seriously. Like, oh my god, this guy is, 
it ridiculous that he he doesn't you know he can't go to a normal gym or somebody else's gym he's got to go home to dallas to do a workout when in fact he was he was just you know trying to be jovial about the fact that actually he'd got it badly wrong um but i what i wonder what what is his what had his caddy done like was his caddy i don't know you know in these situations like i don't know what that that vibe is like like is his has his caddy just paid for somewhere for the weekend anyway and we'll see him you know at Keogh in a couple of weeks or I don't think they're playing the Byron Nelson I'd imagine he's done something well I mean he, uh, it's kind of be pleased that he did make the cut because he made a, yeah, few, yeah. made a few quid probably made best part of uh, yeah. five ten grand out of him for uh, for his weekend performance but yeah I mean it's just classic Bryson isn't it just uh, strange he's a strange boy isn't he but I, I, didn't, I don't think I remember seeing him play a shot actually thinking about uh, yesterday I don't think I saw him play anything no, no, we, I saw him. We saw him because um, obviously they were talking about him getting that flight home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just. Yeah. He's. Uh, but yeah, he jumps up the FedEx Cup rankings, which is. Does he? Which is something, um, I guess. But yeah, I mean, 68 68 across the weekend is, is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, he'll take that. I, yeah. He's, he's almost certain. He's almost certainly not in the Byron Nelson this week. No. Um, so he'll be he'll be at Kiowa. Um, yeah, Tommy Fleetwood at the top twenty, and and Matt Wallace um, was just outside the top five as well, which is kind of good from from Europeans. Obviously, Victor Hovland, who I've, I've mentioned, was uh, shot sixty eight, sixty seven on the weekend as well, and at one point was uh, was rattling along. I think on Saturday, yeah, um, I think he'd got had four birdies in five holes, um, and then followed it up with a couple of bogeys, which is is very Hovland. He will. Gets hot. He will get really hot and then, yeah, make mistakes. Well, he, um, he got himself in a bit of probably hot water with the PGA Tour comms by calling this basically like a driving range golf course. Which <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> it's a bit like, a bit like a driving range. Just got to hit it here, hit it here. Off you go. Not much thinking about it. Not much strategy. I prefer the golf courses with strategy. Um, but, uh, I mean, he's class, isn't he? He's in some really, really good form at the minute. Um, I just the more the more I see him, the more I just he's just so good. He's such a good golfer. Um, yeah. I think that was two's second T three in a row at the Valspar two. He's um he's got how many that so he won the Mayakobe since winning the Mayakobe he's had one, two, three he's had eleven tournaments of which six top fives. Yeah. He's really going to mess with somebody at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Like he's really going to. I think it'd be great for the room as well because he's got that sort of cheeky chappy sort of. I think he's a bit quirky, but I think he'll. I think he'll be good for the for the team, and I do think he's going to absolutely stop. Yeah. I can see him and Rory pairing up in a, in a four ball uh, or something. Yeah. I th- I think the thing is somebody somebody of his demeanour. Uh, I don't want to say get away with it, but you you make more allowances for him being that sort of player because he's so good. Like he's Hovland is going to qualify automatically. He's going to be in the Ryder Cup team. So they, you just you look at him and go right. Well, well, this guy's going to be part of the team for the next eight to ten years. So um, where where does he go? Who does he play well with? Um, who does he pair up with? And yeah, you can pair him with anybody. I don't, could, yeah, I don't, he's, I he's not going to piss anybody off. His golf game no. translates. Um, he's just, yeah. he's just brilliant. Love him. Yeah, I, I'm, golf, golf is better for having him, and he's. 
I don't know. He, he's certainly somebody who does draw me in. The fun part will be um, if uh, if like somebody like Rory just goes, yeah, yeah, I want to, I'll, I'll play with him yeah. and just picks him up as his player because you get do get the feeling sometimes that Rory McIlroy is just crying out for a a, a long standing Ryder Cup partner. Like he wants somebody that he can just he knows he's going to play with every couple of years. Um, yeah, on the uh, on the LPGA tour, um, Arya Jatanagan uh, raced from not not necessarily way down the field, but shot a final day sixty three um, to win the Honda LPGA in Thailand to uh, pick up a, a home event. Um, Patty Tav- um who we mentioned last week, um, playing her first home event since winning a major, started with back to back sixty fours, um, but only shot seventy seventy across the weekend on a very low scoring week um, in Thailand there was there were lots of birdies um, did you see Arya's front nine uh, she went uh, but she opened with three birdies yeah, in a row yeah um, and then uh, had another three so went out in 30 uh, home in 33 to uh, to charge past um, everybody she's she's quality I mean she was so good about was it three years ago I want to say where she she won a couple of majors and a couple of the big tournaments just absolutely obliterated everybody uh, in women's golf for about an 18 month period um and it sounds like she's been through some some really trying times where she even thought about giving up a game i think uh, in, in recent in sort of recent months by just not really playing very well at all so just great great to see um see her back i didn't get to you know the time difference didn't get to see much of it saw a few highlights but yeah as you rightly said it was like literally a birdie fest it looked like patty was gonna uh run away with it all um mm. through two rounds i think she was she was a good sort of three or four shots clear of everybody um but um was reeled in over the weekend but it's some extremely good scoring from aria and then so young roy shot 64 had amy yang for 64 to come in t3 so just yeah, some, it, some very good golf. Shame some of the uh, some of the Europeans did okay. Carlotta Siganda was looking quite good for a bit. Carol, uh, that was Caroline Masson was the one who was really contending, but she uh, she didn't do anything on the, on the last day too well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that was um, Jatanagan's first win since 2018, 2019. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Um, and kind of. I mean, I know Roy McIlroy hasn't. He. That was you know his win at Wells Fargo was his first one since 2019. Spieth has won again. Kepka's won again. Lydia Ko won again on the LPGA a couple of weeks ago. It does feel like there's a a bit of I don't want to call any of them old heads because like Jatanagan's only 25. Rory McIlroy's only just turned 32. Yeah. But a few of the quality players who've had a a quiet 18 months or or two years are all kind of just sticking the hand back up and going yeah yeah don't worry don't don't forget about me. Yeah, Morikawa and Hovland and all of these, all of the new kids on the block are fine. Yeah. But um, but we're still we're still going to be kicking around, which is is nice. Yeah. It's nice for the game of golf. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree more. Way. Couldn't agree more. It's just um, nice to see them back. Yeah, the big the big event. This the AT and T Byron Nelson is at is at a, a nondescript TPC course this week. Uh, so um, we're going we're to spend a bit of time talking about the Betfred uh, British Masters, if that's all right, on the European Tour. Yeah. Um, the Canary Canary Islands Swing, I guess, as it's called. Yeah, yeah, something along um, those lines. Three, three tournaments, um, a couple of tournaments in Tenerife, and um, I can't remember where the, the other event was. Um, finished with Gary Kigo shooting 27 under yeah. to win by six um, and pick up his second title in three weeks and, and second title of the, the swing. Um, 
leaps up to fifth in the race to Dubai, um, 51st in the world, which will do him all sorts of favours for as we head towards WGC and, and major season. That's really good. Um, but yeah, just kind of another one of those birdie fests where um, yeah, he goes shot 66, 63, 64, 64, um, all four days, which yeah is is difficult to contend with. Yeah, um, yeah. and some nice results for a few of our kind of young upstarts. Uh, Maverick Ancliffe was solo second at 21 under. Uh, Richard Mansell um, was briefly in the lead on, on Saturday before Hegel kind of went past him. Um, unfortunately finished with a level par 72 on Sunday um, to kind of, to f- not fall away, but finish in a... Yeah, one a over, I think, was it? One over 72. Oh, so, sorry, yeah, yeah, one over 72. Um, but after a bogey free 64 on Saturday. So, yeah, lots of lots of encouraging golf from quite a few players yeah. in, uh, on Callum, in the European Tour. Callum Hill and Robin Seagrist as well, uh, two mm-hmm. of your others we mentioned all finishing tied 12 alongside uh, alongside Richard so yeah some of, some of the guys we've highlighted have had a nice little canary swing but um, yeah certainly the canaries were uh, dominated by uh, by the South Africans um, mm. you know and, and in fairness Garrick I think he had one sort of off round last week I think it might have been the first or maybe the second round where it just felt like he ran out a little, I think it was the second round where he ran out of a little bit of steam after his win the previous week um, but if you take that out, I think he might have even won last week too. I know Dean Burma's still mm, run away with it. Yeah, he, the he, end. Second, second round he shot a 70. Yeah. Um, just, and then shot a final round 69, which, you know, you just can't yeah. do it this time. That's, no, you've got you to go low. You can't, you can't do it in the Canaries. If you're not shooting you mid-60s, you you're not relevant. Yeah, yeah, you're not in the, in the mix. Um, so this week is the, yeah, Brit, Bedford British Masters. So... And it's at the Belfry. So the defending champion of the Betfair British Masters is Renato Paratore, who won at Close House last year. However, last year in the UK swing and in the bubble, there was also a tournament at the Belfry, which was the ISPS Handa UK Championship, which was won by Rasmus. Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah, Rasmus is a defending champion of sorts, I think, because I don't think the UK Championship is coming back, he says, as he scrolls down through the schedule. I know there is a big UK swim, but I don't think it's that one now. Yeah. No, no, it's not. But yeah, it kind of um a nice little um a nice little field. It's Wednesday to Saturday. Um to allow the players to get themselves over to the PGA Championship next week at Kiowa yep. for those that have qualified. Um which I don't I don't really mind. I quite like staggered golf. I, we saw the LPGA do this a few weeks ago. And drew some eyes that actually having you know Danny Willett and Bob McIntyre and Bernd Viesberger, um, or ideally shooting it out on Saturday, um, yeah, I don't really mind that. No, no, and you got you got other guys in there like how Tong Lee. He's um, he'll be one to look out for this week. He, he tends to like these slightly weaker uh, European tour fields. Uh, tends tends to show up, disappears for months on end, then wins a, a winter couple, then then disappears again. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, Belfry is an interesting place. Um, you know, I've I've personally played there before. It's you know, obviously got all the Ryder Cup pedigree and everything else. Um, I'm not sure it's that enjoyable a golf course. The tenth hole's fun. Um, outside yeah. of that, it can get a bit soggy. And uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Go go and play it one time for the Ryder Cup piece, and go. It's a great yeah. venue if you're going with a bunch of mates. Um, 
in non-COVID times, you can have a few drinks and stay on site and it's got its own nightclub and all that sort of stuff. So you know, it's, it's, it's a good, fun resort destination. If you're a golf perv like, like we are, uh, there's about 100 other golf courses I would suggest going to play first if you're more interested in the actual the, uh, the round itself. But um, it's always nice to go to a golf course and go, oh, I know what hole comes up uh, here. And 18 always provides a bit of drama with the tee shot over the water and then the approach shot over water as well. So, um, And that was a, good, that was a good ending, wasn't it, to the um, UK Championship last year mm-hmm. with uh, Rasmus and Justin Walters in the yep. playoff. Rasmus semi-hooking a three-wood that just cleared the water and then left him a lovely angle in, a lovely approach shot into, uh, into win that tournament. So, yeah, look, it'll, be, it'll, be a good, it'll be a good tournament. Nice to see some of the big, big guns back. I love looking through the entry list and uh, Category 2 winners of Rolex Series events. The first name is Bert Wiesberger. And then the other two are Chris Wood. How the hell is he still getting, getting yeah. all these passes? And, yeah. uh, and Thor Bjorn Olison, um, who's shown a little, actually showed, showed a little bit of form in one of the Canary, uh, the earlier Canary yeah, ones. I feel like he's yeah he's been a, a 36-hole leader recently as well. Um, and he was in... He was in the top five, I think, as well, because um, there was a lot of mentions of the yeah, fact he's recently become a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. The, I think the Belfry is it invokes Ryder Cup memories. Um, it yeah, the tenth is fun, and yeah, you've you've played it, um, which I think means not that you, you never want to go back, but you you know. Oh no, there, I, are, I, I, there are other golf courses. Yeah. Around that you would happily play. I, I think it's it's the sort of golf course I, I would definitely go back and play. It's it's one of those that you go there thinking it's going to be something, and then actually it's 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 okay. And and some of the holes, so the tenth, the drivable tenth, is fun to play. Um, you know, and just just for record, I drove the green, so you know, <laughs> uh, tried once, drove the green, hit it. Um, and the eighteenth is fun, but to to us the amateur, and I played off the white tees, which was stupid. Um, it just punched me in the face. It's long, it's long, and it's really wet. Um, uh, it doesn't drain great. So, you know, I was hitting four irons and three woods to par fours. I think one of the par threes out the back was like 200 and, 235 yards, and it's slightly uphill. I think it's like the 12th or 13th hole. And I was just like, I haven't got a golf club for that. I haven't got a golf club to hit, hit that golf shot at the time. Um, so, uh, it's just, it's just it, it can be a bit of a slog as a golf course, but um, it's fun. Fun to play. Go play it. Go play it. Go with a bunch of guys. Have a lot of fun. Play a bit of match play, all the rest of it. Have your own little Ryder Cup comp. But um, if you go in there thinking it's going to be like a wonderful strategic round of golf, it's, it's not really. It's just you just got to play really well if you want to score well on it or have yeah. lots of shots, which I don't have anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, fair enough. It's, um, yeah, it, yeah, I quite I quite like the look of the field. I think it's um it's quite nice. I think it's uh good to get a bit more focus back on the European tour. Um for a couple of weeks we've got the, there's then a kind of a run around Europe with the maiden I think the maiden Denmark rebranded, the the European Open in Germany and the Henrik and Annika mixed event yeah, um, for the cool. US Open. And and then I think once we get the US Open out of the way, um at Tory Pines at the end of June, then Europe starts to take a bit of centre stage yeah. with the Irish Open, the Scottish Open and the Open. So Yeah, well this this whole period on both the tours is a bit strange. I mean, um last week was 
the first half decent field that the um, the PGA Tours had for for quite a few weeks. Or since, since the Masters, Masters yeah. yeah, and even and obviously we've got the PGA Championships in a couple of weeks. But uh, this week, there's there's some good players actually playing this week on uh, in the AT&T. You've got Deshambo, Rahm, Spieth, and Hideki's come back from his uh, yeah, yeah. It's fun, bit of fun. Fitzpatrick, Kepka, Scheffler. You know, so there's some good players there this week. Or Westy, Westy's over in the AT&T. Oh, mm. it's a shame, isn't it? So um, it, it's a funny, funny time of the period, isn't it? Because you've kind of got all the big events, all the majors coming. Um, but it's really, you know, July, June, July is that's where that's where the um, European tour really comes to uh, comes yeah. to the fore. It's, it's just that oh, it's this it's the idea of the major season, yeah. isn't it? There's there's five weeks between the Masters and the PGA. There's four weeks, three weeks between the PGA Championship and the US Open. Yeah. But that's you're just going to get the yeah like after the Masters the big guys are going to take three weeks off and then figure out how they prepare for major they're not just going to grind similarly we're going to have the PGA Championship and then everybody's probably going to have a week off and then they'll either play the week before or two weeks before the US Open depending on, on how they want to roll into majors and yeah it's just a bit I think it because it all comes quite thick and fast they're they're trying to figure out ways that they well you know the top top twenty five top thirty. Are um, are figuring out ways to sort themselves out. Everybody else is is taking opportunities where they can um, for money and, and race to the buy points. And yeah, the the yeah, I I like the field. I think there's yeah, there are there are those names that pop out like Chris Wood and Christopher Broberg and um, you know Thomas Bjorn um, who are in the fields. And I think it's like David Howell and Jamie Donaldson all still sort of running r- rolling through on some exemptions and some status and so Jamie Donaldson's playing alright isn't he at the minute he's, he's not done too badly recently I don't think yeah I think he's he's fine but he's he's, he's not he's on he's, probably he's on ta- a medical exemption yeah he's a, probably taking um, he's probably taking a spot right now isn't he to a certain degree yeah I don't yeah I never yeah I I mean there are there are probably bigger uh Bigger people, there are bigger names guilty of taking spots than than Jimmy Donaldson, so that's a bit unfair. But yeah, when you've got you know the guys that are still relying on their 2019 qualifying school status to try and yeah cobble together some starts, it's it's a bit of a tough one. Although he's looking, look at his his five, his last five starts have been tied for 12th, tied for 15th, who we had to withdraw from the Kenya Savannah, and then tied for 16th, tied for for fifth. So, don't have players of decent golf. Yeah, just um, I want to point out um, before we can start running up, Marcus Armitage, who is now a world record holder for hitting a golf ball into a moving vehicle. If you haven't seen yeah. that European video, check it out. I finished tied seventh here last year, um, and looks to be looks to be really comfortable with where his game is. Um, I think, and yeah, just needs just needs a result on a, a stage like the British Masters, I think, to to draw a few more fans and a few more eyes. Yeah, I, he was on the um, he was on the No Laying Up podcast, wasn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. Last week, um, uh, and actually, it was quite interesting to hear his story. Um, he's basically a sort of come up, didn't really have a clue what he was doing, didn't have a clue with money, um, learned his own golf swing. Just seems like a really down to earth guy who basically, oh, I've got money, I'll spend it, uh, without thinking about tax implications and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he's basically yo-yoed. Uh, for about six or seven years and then in the last 18 months just slowly but surely kind of found that way to um yeah, he's he's grown up he's grown up late he's been a grown-up 
um, starting to play some some pretty decent golf uh, over the last sort of eighteen months. So, sort of feeling uh, I intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where he ends up. Um, mm. And you kind of it's sort of one of those guys you do root for. You kind of want you want them to do well. They've got sort of larger than life personality. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting just to see how um, how he gets yeah, on. I, I'm I'm rooting for him. He's he is attached to a golf club on the outskirts of Leeds in, in Highley Hall. Um, I think he's just inside the 200 in the world, top 200 in the world at the moment. But yeah, I, there is an, an element where I think he's he's quite entertaining and comes across quite a nice guy that he could go the route of beef, I guess, if he wanted to yeah. and kind of pick up some endorsements and, and pick up a bit of a cult following. Um, but yeah, I, I hope his golf just kind of follows that up as well. Yeah. Um, which, which would be nice. But yeah, yeah. Kind of a... Now that I've I've said this, I'm kind of looking forward to um, British Masters this week and yeah. and checking it all out before we get to the Ocean Course in, in Kiowa next week. Yeah, I think that's it. It's it, this this week is just a nice little soup song, nice little aperitif, nice to have the golf back here in the UK. <laughs> we'll we'll tune in because it's it's local. Um, but as you say, I think I, I'm really I just I tell you what for Kiowa and we'll talk about this more next week. I just want that wind up. Let's get that wind up. Bit of carnage, lovely. <laughs> bit of carnage coming off the coming off the sea. That'd be uh, that'd be just what the doctor ordered. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be it'd be good. This week always all about. Uh, I'm not going to pay too much attention to the the AT&T Byron Nelson. I'll I'll, I'll keep an, an eye open for it. But yeah, I, the, the only thing I'll major, say is it's the only thing I'll say is it's a new course for the event as well. So they will err on the side of caution, yeah. which I think means it's going to it's. It's going to be low scoring. Um, it's going to be a lot of opportunities because they they won't be completely sure of how to set it up. It's a bit of an odd one because it's just not going to be conducive to Kiowa. So it's, no. it's interesting some of the bigger guys that are playing this week. Yeah, um, yeah. they're obviously you know want to get into that habit of playing the week before a major. And the likes of Deshambo and Ram, for example, they're playing three weeks in a row. Um, mm. Although obviously Ram didn't make the cut this last weekend. So yeah, interesting, interesting times. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.